I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So my my parents and brother and sister came over to to eat dinner and play Exploding Kittens. Ooh, I like that game. Yeah, it's fun. I've never played it. I usually am not a fan. (laughs) <laughs> it's usually or i'm not usually like the biggest fan of card games and stuff but i really like this one just because it's really like very chaotic strategic. yeah it's chaotic especially like once you get going and people start knowing where exploding kittens are in the deck and speaking of chaotic and exploding kittens that is a perfect segue into what today's <laughs> podcast is about it is yeah, for real my god exploding kittens that might be the title of the episode i think so exploding think kittens it. Welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. As always, this is Brian, joined by Brad and John. Brad, how are you doing this fine evening? I've been better, um, I think is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. John, how are you? I think I'm good. I think so. I think we're all kind of, I think we're all kind of in that weird spot where we're somewhere between good and numb. I don't know. Yeah. It's... I mean, I don't want to go into the detail because everybody's trying to, but like between sports and just general life, it's just a lot to deal with right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a little like, over. Sorry, but like normally, like when bad stuff happens in life, you're like turned to sports as an escape, but that's not happening today. And then when bad stuff happens in sports, you're like, you know what? It's just sports. We have our health. We don't have that either. Yeah. So it's just, well, well, everything sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Let, so let's fine. just let's just get the let's just get this out of the way real quick. Uh, the elephant in the room. Um, so we found out this week that the Panthers would be parting ways with a longtime stalwart on the team and a captain, a leader in the locker room. And man, it's it's, it's hard tough. to really put into words like yeah. how, how I'm feeling about this. Uh, so yeah, the Panthers they're releasing Colin Jones. It's just it's a, it's a, the whole team is in shambles. Like it, it's the longest tenured player on the team. One of the most long or one of the and yeah. team captain um you know fourth most veteran safety in Panthers history. Fourth most veteran safety in Panthers history. On the team history. at his job. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, we can't do fake punts anymore. Um, 
I mean, everything the team ever asked him to do, they asked him to play safety. They asked him to play special teams. They asked him to play cornerback. They asked him to play big nickel. They asked him to play running back. He did it. He did it. He put his hard hat on, grabbed his lunch pail, and he went to work every day. Yep. He just laced up his boots and went to work, which is something we can all really appreciate as hardworking Americans in this horrible time in our country. It's but yeah, sad. Cam Newton's going to be gone soon, too. And uh... Whoa, don't bury the lead. What was your genuine reaction to Colin Jones being released? My like... reaction? I literally saw the tweet go up within seconds. I, Just... was, I, was on, I was on CSR, on Twitter, doing my usual shit, shit posting, whatever. And I refreshed and went sec- within seconds. It was like five seconds after it was tweeted, I saw... Colin Jones asked for his release and was granted it. And I was like, this can't be happening. So were you, you were genuinely really upset. I know like you know, jokes aside, like it, did it actually hurt to lose that? Like the centerpiece of your, of your shit posting? Yes, it did. Because <laughs> I latch onto these people like yeah. Brenton Burson, Corey Smith, Colin Jones, all guys who never deserve the amount of hate that Carolina fans can often give them. And Colin Mm -hmm. Jones was like the epitome of it because all he did was play special teams. And when Carolina was like, oh shit, we need somebody to play a position. Yo, get out there real quick. Like, yeah. Oh, all of our safeties are hurt. Colin Jones is out there. He's the third safety left. We have no safeties left. I think it was uh, 2013, maybe. If not, it was 2014, but it, it was in the beginning of the season, but they lost Godfrey. And Colin Jones was just out there because, like, they had nobody else. I think it yeah. was against the Giants. Like, they, they literally had no one else on the roster who could play safety. Um, you root for them as a joke just to make people mad, and then you you go so it, that you actually start to genuinely root for them because it helps with your bit and because you've just kind of, like, developed. I develop an attachment to these type of players because they they thrive even with – all of the hate of the Panthers fan base wanting guys, those backups like Robert Lester to take them off the roster. It's like, and they still, they come out there, they make plays. Colin Jones had so many awesome special teams plays. He had a couple turnovers. He had that awesome sack where he like flipped over the offensive tackle and sacked the guy against the Eagles or the Saints, I think it was. Um, you know, he was just, he was just fun to watch. And it was always fun because like, I'd be like, Hey, he has some actual value. And Panthers fans would be like, Nope, cut him every year for like the last eight years. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is he's not a superstar. Let, let's not get it twisted. Um, you know, real talk. He's not a superstar and NFL rosters don't have 53 superstars on them. No NFL team does. Every NFL team has a guy like Colin Jones on it. The guys like Colin Jones don't last as long as they do in the NFL without bringing something of quality to the table. I mean, he's a good special teams player. He is an emergency defensive back. Should he start at safety? No. Should he start at big nickel? No. Should he play special teams and be a a special teams captain? Yes. Does he provide value to someone? Yes. Was he worth the 1.8 or 9 million, whatever it was, cap hit he 
had? Yes. And, you know, it, like Brian said, you root for guys like that. I liked Colin Jones. It's like Captain Munderland was the same way. Like he, he never should have stuck around in the NFL as long as he did because he's like five foot two and played corner, but he did. He found a way to do it. And guys like that are easy to root for. And I, to me, what, what gets me the most is they didn't just release him. He asked to be released. And to me, if Colin Jones is bailing on the ship, the ship is going down. <laughs> and so that was the first signal to me that 2020 is not going to be a very good year for the Panthers, because if Colin Jones wants out, because let's be real, there's a chance he doesn't get picked up by another team. Yeah. And it's, it's understandable when like Greg Olson, who's in at his age, making the cap hit he was making, wanted, wanted to either get paid what he was making and left. And obviously that wasn't, you know, a mutual decision as they initially reported it. Luke Keekley had his health concerns and uh, obviously is making a lot of money as well. So he chose to retire. But when Colin Jones, somebody who's of little consequence to your roster wants to be released, something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is weird to say like, Hey, you know, like special teams player backup safety says, I don't want to be a part of a rebuild. Let me go. It's like, are you in a position to make that call? Yeah. Like there's two teams that will consider him Buffalo and Washington. I'm assuming think, he's going to go there. Cause there's no way he thought. He's yeah, like, I mean, he's, 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 he's not going to go. He's not going to like go to the Raiders for four years, 25 million. At least I and hope he doesn't think that. Yeah. He's um, definitely, going to Ron or Sean he's, he's going McDermott. to Ron or Sean McDermott like that's that's his choices and it's a matter of do you want to live in Washington or Buffalo I think it's time to talk about the, the bigger story though I don't want to drag that out when we have more important things to talk about so yeah the Panthers, the Panthers re-signed Trey Boston today yay safeties <laughs> yay safeties yeah um so to give a little today was a bit of a hectic day for, for all a of bit. us I'm sure um but we were so we were all kind of blindsided because obviously over the last few months, Carolina has really been pushing the whole, if Cam Newton is healthy, he's our guy type thing. And then boom, right from Panthers.com wasn't reported by any other reporter prior to that. It was Panthers.com. The Panthers have given Cam Newton permission to seek a trade. And that burned Twitter to the ground. <laughs> it actually was reported by Ian Rappaport. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, it came shortly after that. Yeah. Panthers.com. They confirmed that story like a minute later. Yeah. So Cam Newton, 2011 quarterback drafted first overall best quarterback in franchise history. I don't think anybody can dispute that at this point. Um, Obviously, he's still technically a Panther, but that that along with the Twitter posts that included Marty Herney and David Tepper's quotes, which basically were like, we all wish Cam Newton the best in his future endeavors, along with some nice fluff to tell us how important he was to the franchise. It's clear Cam Newton will not be a Panther in 2020, and I had money riding on him being a Panther in 2020, so I'm kind <laughs> of mad. So that's well, odd. I, I, and I, I, I hate to say this, but who said that he probably would be either traded or released? 
Uh, you did. I, I think did. it's <laughs> – it is odd. And I know the Patriots kind of did the same thing because Tom Brady's still technically a member of the Patriots or whatever. Well, no, because I guess he's a free agent. Pam he's a free agent, yeah. His contract yeah, is officially opinion. voided today. Yeah, so it's very weird. I don't know if I've ever seen a team do like a fair to a player, you know, like actually from the team and the organization. And players still on the roster. Yeah, and he has to still be on the roster until four o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, like I mean, they, I guess they could starts. technically, like, like they could technically yeah. say we're cutting Cam Newton, but he's technically on the roster until four o'clock p.m. today. Yeah, I mean so that's it's very just, odd. To, it's <laughs> odd, and I understand that, like you know, it's out. The cat's out of the bag, and there's not anything they can say to take it back. But it's still weird because normally you know how like official statements like players sign contracts, but the team can't announce it for later, or especially like you know, like now when these deals are getting made for the official start to like it's reported, but the team can't say anything because it's not official. It's very weird for the team to be like, we thank Cam Newton for all he's done. Um, whenever he leaves. Yeah. Yeah, they, they basically, without directly saying it, said he's either being traded or cut. Like, there there is hmm. no there is no way Carolina is going to bring Cam Newton back this season. It's, it's, it's over, essentially. Like, yeah, and I'll go ahead and spare people the speculation. It's most likely he's going to be cut. Yeah, they tanked his trade value. They tanked his trade value yesterday when they said um, Cam has asked for a trade because that means that teams look at it and they say, okay, he wants out, so they're desperate to get rid of him. They'll save $19 million in cap space without him. Why should we give them anything of value? Just We don't even know if he's healthy. We can't give him a workout because – the NFL has a no contact policy due to the coronavirus. So no team can visit with him and work him out, at least in the same building. He could film it and like <laughs> do a live stream workout or whatever. But uh doctors can't, you know, give him a physical. So A, a team is going to be f- basically flying blind. B, the Panthers have already said they don't want him anymore. And see, he's 31 years old and only has one year left on his contract. Who is going to trade anything worth what Cam Newton is worth to get him? Yeah, the, the only old- hope they have is if some of these teams that don't have a quarterback want to guarantee that they get him. Yeah, that's that's literally the only leverage they have right now. That's literally it- the only leverage they've got anymore. They completely tanked any leverage by letting this get out. They could have traded him before they they did all this other nonsense that we'll get into in a few minutes. But, you know, trade him first, then talk about how the behind the scenes went. Don't don't reveal, you know, it's it's like the magician giving you how he did the trick before he does it. Like you don't do it that way. And it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, essentially, Carolina, whatever they get for Cam Newton, if they can trade him, is just there. Is just collateral to say we like the, the team that trades for Cam Newton. If they do this, has to have an extension in place for him. Yes, like it's it's more than that because that was something else that was reported is that Cam Newton wanted to get an extension as well. So 
a team trading for Cam Newton better have a, an extension that he actually wants to sign ready. Otherwise, they're just wasting a, a pick to have him for one year. So yeah, the Panthers will be lucky to get a third round pick now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, their only leverage is between other teams if they could get more than one team that's interested and to and see there, who's willing there to will pay be more. Teams interested. I mean, the Bears will be interested, the Chargers will be interested, the uh I hate Maybe to say the it, Jaguars. the Patriots will the Patriots will be the interested. He's a Jags might be interested. You know, there are plenty of teams out there who could use Cam Newton and the Bears could be desperate enough to 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 trade something to ensure they get him. I mean, they traded up to number two overall from number three overall to draft Mitch Trubisky. So they're willing to do just about anything, even if it's dumb. Uh, so the one thing I do want to address here is that <clears throat> I know there are situations where players will get traded and they have the extensions already in place for them. And then it happens. This isn't a situation where that can happen without the other team being excessively prepared because this isn't a franchise tag situation where Cam Newton has the leverage to not sign the franchise tag until they have a deal worked out that works for him. This is a situation where that team is only trading for the hopes of getting Cam Newton to sign an extension. That's all it is. Yes. Like there, there is no, there, there's really nothing that Carolina can gain from this aside from maybe a mid round pick. And even then that team has to be ready to like essentially throw the book as far as like the bank goes at cam newton so i mean a team like new england or uh, the chargers who believe they're a quarterback away from competing they'll punt a third round pick to get the, cam newton for a year even if they can't extend him um, under that category too just because they went all in with their current roster with trubisky as their quarterback yeah Oh, Mitchell. So let, here's my my thought on the whole thing. That like I I said this before the show, where I was uh the idea behind this, and I when I was talking to my brother about it, I think I kind of figured I have a theory, which is not normally my thing to do this theory stuff, but find a way to rationalize this all decision. I think, and especially with what we heard about Marjorie, I think this makes it very likely that we are targeting a quarterback with a, with our pick this year. Like we're not tanking for next year because we wouldn't have signed Teddy Bridgewater. If we were going to tank for next year, I think we want to draft a quarterback of the future this year. It's very unfair to Cam. Not that we, what we did was fair to Cam anyway, but it's very awkward. If you draft Cam's heir apparent when Cam is still in his relative prime and have Cam, Cam stay here for another year. It makes more sense to have a, a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater be your bridge quarterback, it's even in his name, than it is to have Cam Newton as your bridge quarterback if you're going to draft who you want to be the quarterback of your future right now. I will say that real make sense? quick, it does, real quick. In case yes, it does here, make sense. In case, in case anybody here missed it, Carolina signed Teddy Bridgewater. Well, allegedly, will sign anyway. Will Teddy sign Teddy Bridgewater. They will sign Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. To what is it a three-year, twenty million a year deal? Three years, sixty-three yeah, million. Three sixty-three. Yeah. So Bridgewater is the path forward, and absolutely, John, I agree. Um, if you are looking to shoot off, shoot for a quarterback that you can develop 
the seventh overall pick is probably the place to do it. Um, and it should be known that Marty Herney was a notable fan of Justin Herbert at his pro day. He even waited around after the, the pro day was over to talk to Justin Herbert and tell him how well he thought he did. And as we know, Carolina is really bad about being transparent with their draft pick decisions in the first round. Marty Herney Martin looked Herney. at Justin Herbert like D, uh, Nora Turner looked at DJ Moore. Saw so how that mm-hmm. worked out. Yeah. I think you ha- you're you on to something, John. Um, I'll, we'll have to see what the contract actually looks like later today when the, yeah, the league the year starts. And stuff. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if this is essentially a two-year contract. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's three years, 63 million, but it's two years, uh, 41 million with that much guaranteed. And the third year can easily be dumped like Cam's yeah. contract is right now. Uh, mm-hmm. where you know they could trade or cut him and essentially get rid of 19 or 20 million dollars in dead cap and only have 2 to 3 million as a cap hit in 2023 and that would be when theoretically let's just use Justin Herbert when Justin Herbert would start um so it does make sense back up back to that like you can you can afford sorry Brian you- gonna 20 million dollars a year if you're starting quarterbacks on a rookie contract like you're still coming out on the lower end of the quarterback payroll among like league-wide yes yeah because you're paying 21 million dollars for two quarterbacks Hmm. whereas most like the titans are giving Tannehill what is it 29 or 30 million dollars a year by himself by himself and i'm sorry but teddy bridgewater is probably better than than Tannehill. at the very least, very At close. At the very least, they're equal. Yeah. I was so, just yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that way. Um, my problem with it isn't that they are getting rid of Cam. Like, I, I've i been calling this for months. To the, the chagrin of my Slack chat co-patriots, they didn't like it. Um, but I've been saying this for months. I, I'm not surprised that they're moving on. Um the problem I have is how they did it. You can't, yes. you can't do this to your franchise quarterback. It's one thing to, if they would have came out yesterday and they would have said, we are going to part ways with Cam Newton. We will try to trade him. And if we cannot trade him, we will release him like the Bengals did with Cordy Glenn. If they would have just said that straight up face value, I would have been fine with it. I would have. I, I wouldn't have liked it per se because I think they should have given Cam twenty twenty to see what he's got and then work out an extension. Um, and then there's also the well, what if Cam refused to play unless he got an extension? And if that's the case, then you have to cut bait because he might not be healthy. We don't know, and you can't gamble that kind of money on the unknown. You just cannot do it, especially when you already have holes like the Panthers do you can't afford to put that much money into your quarterback uh, you know even if it is cam so but if they would have just said hey we're going to try to trade cam and if nobody wants to give us what we want we're going to release cam I would have been more fine with that I would have respected them for it but when they came out and they said we have given Cam permission to seek a trade. 
the way they worded that, you don't give someone permission to do something unless you're saying they asked for it. Like, I'm not going to tell my kid, I give you permission to go down the street and play at your friend's house unless they ask if they can go. So the way they worded that made it seem like Cam is the one that asked to be traded, like Colin Jones asked to be released. So they put the the onus on Cam that he wanted out. And it made sense to me at first, because why wouldn't Cam want out? He's 31. He's in his prime. He's got, a, he believes he has, you know, five, six, seven years left in him. He believes he's healthy. He's ready to go. We're clearly in a rebuilding phase. We traded away Trey Turner, which is known to be one of his best friends on the team. You know, why wouldn't Cam theoretically want to go somewhere and win a Super Bowl? Even though he said he wants to stay in Carolina, and I believe him when he says that. I mean, it does make sense from a player's perspective that he would want to explore, you know, his options. And then Cam comes out and replies that they are playing with his words and he did not, you know, he did not request a trade. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, this is kind of bullshit. And then Greg Olson said, sounds familiar. So now I know it's bullshit because that's two guys who have said it. And then Thomas Davis, I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but Thomas Davis replied with the palm hitting the forehead emoji. Yeah, I saw that. So that's three players that are saying the same thing. So I don't think that they're lying. And Cam has no reason to lie. None. So the Panthers did what possibly is the worst way to do this. And they did this to their franchise quarterback. It's one thing to do it to a wide receiver that everybody loves. It's one thing to do it to a tight end that's at the twilight of his career. It's one thing to do it to a linebacker in the twilight of his career. But to do it to your franchise, 31-year-old, number one draft pick, the guy that has carried you on his back to a Super Bowl with Ted Ginn and Jericho Cotri and Philly Brown as his wide receivers and goes 15 and one and basically wills you to the Super Bowl to do this to him is Bush League and it's bullshit. There's no other way to say it. And I, I quite frankly, I lost just about all of the respect that I had for the Panthers front office when they did this. I, it's very hard for me to want to see them succeed as they are right now because of this bullshit publicity stunt. I'm not even yeah, mad. I, like, I'm not even mad. I'm disappointed. And <laughs> all right, Dad. It, yeah, I mean, it's just like I. I, this is the kind of shit you do to like Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen. I don't think you do it to anybody. I don't even think it, you I should don't... do it to those guys, but I would at least understand it a little bit more if they did it to a, like a UDFA guy that nobody gives a shit about, quote unquote. But to do it to your number one guy, 
I it just it's bush league, man. Especially, yeah, like you said, it's the two the two people within about a what about a month of each other, and they're of course and they're arguably two of like the top four or five most universally beloved Panthers. Um, like you said, just come out and say, like, you know, we think it's in the best. We're moving on. Both, it, yeah. yeah, it's in our. You it's in the best like, interest hey, of both parties that we separate. Yeah, like we think we like we don't think we're in the same point in our timelines that we think it'd be better for both of us to go our separate ways, and then everybody be like, "All right, that sucks." I kind of get it, but to like phrase it in a way where it wasn't a lie, but it was like we've given Cam Newton permission to seek a trade, where like you said, it's like Cam Newton's like, "Why would I want to ask for a trade?" It's like, "No, no, 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 go ask for a trade. It's okay. Don't worry. It's all right with us." Like he's like, "No, I'm good. I don't want to go anywhere." It's like, "No, no, 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 no. You you want to go get traded? Go ahead." you don't we weren't going to stop you and it's like to make it look like it's a it's a cam thing and i want to give big props to cam for act for coming out and and saying something yes because i i hope that more players do it and greg Olson did it too and he greg's always done that yeah i'm glad cam's doing it too because i think more players need to speak out when teams shaft them basically because yeah, I think it happens if, pretty yeah, much every offseason. If Cam wouldn't have come out and said anything, a lot of Panthers fans would have bought into this, and the spin would have been, well, look at Cam being selfish. Yeah, or even just like, oh, Cam wants out because we're rebuilding or whatever. And I think teams do this more often than it probably we think because players seem to be too scared to say anything about it because they don't want to get like, blackballed or something. But I, I, I like this idea of players saying, like, no – like you guys wanted me out. Don't make this bad guy. And I, they, they should, because the teams don't need, the teams already have like undying support from fans. They don't need to be given the benefit of the doubt over players that they mistreat. Exactly. I was a Panthers fan before 2011. Like I, I was a Panthers fan before camp. So don't make me not be a Panthers fan <laughs> after camp. Like, yeah, just be honest, just, just come out and just, and you don't have to be brutally honest. Like you don't have to say, we think cam is washed up Yeah, or Matt rule come out and say, well, I think he's trash. Just be (laughs) honest. Just say it's in our best interest to separate at this time. We wish cam all the best, Mm -hmm. but don't try to pin the shit on him. That's Bush league. It's bullshit. And I mean, Panthers fans should be upset and not because they are trading or releasing cam, but because they're trying to make cam the guy who asked to be let go. And it's not like if Ian Rappaport tweets that the Panthers have let have given cam Newton permission to seek a trade, that's fine because it's, you know, it's their secondhand reporting the team has no control over that message. When the Panthers themselves post that those exact words. Yeah, that, I wasn't even going to touch this story yesterday when I saw Rappaport's tweet because I my first thought was this is more bullshit rumor yeah. mongering because there's nothing going on and they have to generate content. And then within five minutes, the damn 
team website confirmed the report. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck is going on? And that's when the team should have said, like, Ian Rappaport tweets that the Panthers have given Cam Newton permission. The team follows that with, like, yes, it is true. We have the, – the team has decided that it's best to part. What? Yeah, they oh, could have okay. saved face. Yeah, but when the team themselves won – and I think that's where Cam replies said, why are you saying it like this? Yeah, and then I'm sorry also, but Marty Herney and David Tepper talking about how Cam was the best thing that's happened to this franchise in the past tense when he's still on the fucking roster. That's Bush League bullshit too. I'm sorry. Yeah. Save that fucking shit for Thursday or Friday or next week or some other thing. Don't say that shit the same day that you come out and, and spin this to try to make yourselves look better. That I, I makes think you it was, look worse. I think that was an attempt to save face and be like, no, 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 no. look, we do appreciate it. Yeah, we do it, it was like everything they attempted done to save face. It's like the guy that, that kicks his foot and is about to trip and fall. And he tries to save himself falling. And so he grabs, tries to grab onto the railing, but the railing has ice on it and he slips and falls and busts his face. That's what happened to me. That's what that's, that's what Ernie and Tepper did. And it's and they tried to grab them on the railing, railing, like took down a whole group of people. Yes, I think what <clears throat> whoa the thing that made this so difficult was obviously David Tepper did not was not there when Cam Newton was drafted and. Marty Herney was, but it almost seems like at this point that Marty Herney is just a stopgap GM until the after the draft where they find somebody else. That's just what it seems like to me. And it just yeah, seems I mean, like David Pepper... With Matt Rule being a new head coach, he wants his guy. Yeah, and, it, and with it just, Joe Brady being the offensive coordinator, he wants his guy. And Teddy Bridgewater was his guy when he was the offensive control, whatever he was for the saints. Like there's a history right. there. I get that part. That makes sense. But I, I just, well, what I was saying, um, <clears throat> it's weird because for all of us, we've been here while Cam Newton has been here for the last how many years. And Obviously, even though Herney is kind of like turnover from that because he was the one who drafted Cam Newton, it's like this is a new regime and they're trying to move on from Cam Newton and they just handled it in the worst way possible. Um, exactly. And it's worse than Luke Keekley. It's worse than Greg Olson because Olson, it made sense. Luke Keekley, he retired, but at the same time, like, it wasn't surprising. Like with Cam, it's just, it's a complete transition out of what we've known for almost a whole decade. And they handled it like they were getting rid of Trey Boston, I guess. Would be like a good, a good comparison. Like just a guy who's been around that Panthers fans know they let him, they let him walk and they were like, best of luck in your future endeavors. And it's like, yeah, for a guy like Trey Boston or like D'Angelo Williams, like no offense, times. Brian, but they treated Colin 
motherfucking Jones with more respect than they treated Cam Newton. No offense taken. I 100% agree. That was that was my point. Is like that's a they, shame. They treated Cam Newton like some guy they may have signed or like some guy they may have drafted, not a franchise cornerstone from 2011. And it's just. I think that's what pisses everybody off more than anything right now. And I don't know if Carolina is going to recover from that for the next several years, honestly. Like, how many teams have booted a franchise quarterback to the curb and done well after that? It's just not – it's not really a redeeming thing to look at as far as a free agent. The only one I can think of right off the top of my head is the Packers, but they got lucky and drafted Aaron Rodgers. And they even – they drafted Aaron Rodgers before Brett Favre was gone. Yeah, they sat sat Aaron Rodgers for three years before the whole Brett Favre thing. But that's the only team off the top of my head that that got rid of a beloved franchise legend and was successful after the fact. That and doesn't that, happen very often. Brett Favre was what pushing forty at that point, like so. It wasn't like it was that far fetched. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a comparable to what we're going through because Brett Favre was not in his prime anymore, and it they had to do it because he wouldn't retire. Like it was a we drafted Aaron Rodgers, but you won't let him play. You know, it's not really the same thing, but. Like I said, that's the best example I can think of off the top of my head. No, it's really like the only example I can think of. I mean, like, granted, you could look at the Saints and they had they had Teddy Bridgewater, a.k.a. Teddy Throwsvelt, a.k.a. Carolina Panthers' new quarterback. Teddy, two gloves. And uh, they could have kept him, but they decided to keep Drew Brees. Um, but even then, it's not like Drew Brees. Granted, I, I know Drew Brees isn't performing as he had in the past like decade, but it's not like he's completely fallen off a cliff yet. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just very sobering to see probably my favorite player over the last decade get treated like this. And it's, it's hard to like separate that from a fandom standpoint and a coverage standpoint, because fuck man, Cam Newton was like the face he was the identity of this franchise, and now it's like he's just gone. And it wasn't even like they, they – it wasn't even like a slow burn. It was just a fast burn because they spent so long saying, well, when Cam Newton – if Cam Newton's healthy, he's going to be the guy. And then they just, like, swept him out. All right, Christian McCaffrey's the face of the franchise now. Hope you guys like Teddy Roosevelt. Let's go. Let's go, boys. And to be quite honest, they should absolutely trade Christian McCaffrey now. I agree. I know we were going to do that. I, I know we were going to have that conversation at the end of the podcast. Let's just jump into that right now. Yeah, it it makes no sense to keep him on the roster now. I know they signed Bridgewater or will sign Bridgewater when it becomes official. I know that. But Christian McCaffrey, there's no reason to keep him anymore. Um, he's His value is never going to be higher. You could realistically get a first rounder plus other picks for Christian McCaffrey right now. Um, And if they don't trade him now, then they're just going to let him go in free agency. I don't think the Panthers will pay him his second contract. Um, So why not just get something for him now? You know, running backs are a dime a dozen. Um, you know, so I, I mean, 
I don't see why they don't. The big thing with me with that is, and I'm not saying I want them to, I, to clarify, I don't, but <laughs> I, they should like, yeah. it makes business sense. Like I love Christian McCaffrey as a player. Um, I think to me the real the real factor right now is that Carolina is in at least a one to two year rebuild, and we talked about Matt, we talked about this with Matt on our last podcast. But like now that you've let Cam Newton go, you have Teddy Bridgewater, and obviously he he really got fucked over as far as like his career went. He almost had his fucking leg fall off for God's sake. Um, then he went to the Saints, where he had no real chance of ever usurping Drew Brees, like. But he is at, five and zero oh as a starter after playing for the Saints. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at this point, like Carolina, to build up a solid defense, to build up, like, granted, they have Curtis Samuel, they have DJ Moore, they have some pieces on the offensive line, and I say some, as in like Taylor Moten and maybe uh, Paradis, maybe. Um, at this point, like you're looking at the Carolina Panthers are not going to be a viable playoff competitor unless they really knock the hell out of the draft, which we did see that with the Saints a few years ago. So it's not entirely implausible, but right now, realistically, you're looking at the Carolina Panthers not being competitive again for two years. So even if you can get Christian McCaffrey to play out his rookie contract, pick up his fifth, his, uh, fifth year option, by the time you get to the point where this team could be competitive, you're going to have to pay Christian McCaffrey a fuck ton of money, yeah. a lot of money. And then and you won't he, have the cap space to do it. And unless you think Teddy Bridgewater is going to win you that Super Bowl in that third year where he's throwing checkdowns to Christian McCaffrey like 15 times a game, at this point to me, like as an objective observer, I feel like you got to get rid of Christian McCaffrey because he's just not – this is – this is not a place for him to succeed and be successful other than just straight up statistical, um, you know, statistical fame. Yeah. The only way keeping him makes sense is if John's theory is correct. If they're going to draft my theory, if they're going to draft a quarterback at seven, let's just use Justin Herbert because that's probably who it'll be. Then you can pay Christian McCaffrey because then your quarterback will be on his rookie deal. So if they're going to do that, if they're going to, if Bridgewater is going to be the bridge, no pun intended. I mean, we have to say the bridge because that's what he is. Um, so please forgive us. Uh, but if he, if Bridgewater is going to be the bridge to Justin Herbert or whoever two years from now, then you can keep McCaffrey because you're just paying your running back instead of your quarterback. And by the time your, your rookie quarterbacks deal is up and hits time for him to get paid, you're not going to pay Christian McCaffrey that much money anyway, because it'll be his third contract. And if you give a running back a big third contract, you deserve every bit of salary cap hell that is forced upon you. Yeah, I think, if if the team was looked like they're really going for a rebuild, which based on the fact that they're signing players at all, um it's to me that they don't 
or that their plan for this season is to try to win as many games as possible, whether that plan is good or not, um, whatever. Um, games you got to keep your good players, especially on rookie contracts, even if this they're running is backs. Basically, and you'll know, you'll appreciate this, John. This is basically what the Hornets did with Kemba Walker and Terry Rozier. Oh God, uh, it is all in I with mean, it. No, 100% it is. It is I, exactly the same thing. I've been seeing it the comparison exactly all over Twitter. exactly what the Hornets did. I mean, at, that's what it is. And, and my to me, yeah, it's, it's, full, it's go into full saving tank. face with, a, with yeah. a downgrade. but Yeah, either go embrace the tank or try to win the Super Bowl. Like, don't try to be mediocre. You and, know? Don't sign Teddy Bridgewater. Sign just like Kyle Allen and Will Greer, Nobody. whoever whoever wins that battle in camp, let them start. Like, don't intentionally exactly. lose. And Brad, your your don't point get about bad if you do lose. Brad, your your point about full tank was great because Christian McCaffrey does not translate into full tank. Christian McCaffrey will drag this team kicking and screaming to at least four wins. Exactly. I think we can all agree on that. And it's Teddy like, Bridgewater will drag them to at least five. Yeah. So like, so just tank, if you're going to tank, just tank. Like don't intentionally lose. Cause that's Bush league too. Um, but just do like Miami did just play young guys and let like, play, good players. Just play Kyle Allen and play Will Greer. See which one of them is going to be your backup of the future. And just let the chips fall where they may. You'll end up with a top five pick in 2021. You're going to have a shit ton of cap space um, in 2021. And then let Matt Rule build the team the way he wants. Why delay the tank and the rebuild by basically doing what the Hornets did when they got rid of Kemba Walker and signed Terry Rozier. And the, the only, for Terry Rozier. Why do that? The only justification I can possibly have behind that, and this is only a devil's advocate take, so do not take this as the Brian gospel, but the only justification I have behind keeping Christian McCaffrey and pushing forward is that you actually believe that Teddy Bridgewater can run the offense that Joe Brady wants to run effectively in a way that you can win. No, I and absolutely I'm think skeptical. that they believe they can win 10 games with Teddy Bridgewater. I they think believe they Whether they can or not is yet to be seen, but they think that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That there's a quarterback in this draft that they like enough to win that many games with going future or going forward either. And like I said, and because if you don't believe in a quarterback this year, I don't – and, I mean, maybe they really, really think highly of Teddy Bridgewater, which, if that's the case, I'm not a fan of it. But – so what I'm hoping, and I'm trying to rationalize this, is that there's somebody that they really, really like in this draft because Teddy Bridgewater 
should make you good enough to where you're not in position to draft another quarterback while he's your starter. Yeah. So they, either they draft a quarterback this year or Teddy Bridgewater is the guy going forward. And I can't imagine that NFL team in 2020 is like Teddy Bridgewater is our quarterback. I think it's, I think you're on to something here. I think it's essentially that Matt rule thinks that Justin Herbert will be a better NFL quarterback in his system than Trevor Lawrence will. Or he's just or it's hurting hand. He's playing, he's playing the numbers and he realizes that he can get Justin Herbert now, but he yeah. probably can't get Trevor Lawrence because it's in, it's really hard to get the number one overall pick. Yeah, bird in the uh, hand my, is worth two in the bush type of thing. Yeah. Might be able to get Joe Burrow soon though. I mean, and they can probably win with Justin Herbert. I haven't watched a ton of Oregon games. But the ones I have watched, he's actually decent enough. Um, he does have a little bit of tall white guy syndrome, like Josh <laughs> Allen, B- Brock Osweiler. Looks um, the part more than he's good. Looks, but, the part, yeah. looks the part more than he plays the part. Mm-hmm. But he's also not like Brock Osweiler bad. He, yeah. he has some qualities that at number seven overall, I wouldn't hate it. Like if they trade up to number two to get him, I would be furious, but which is probably what they'll do. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think Justin that, Herbert, just sorry ahead. to interrupt. Justin Herbert is good enough to where that if we pick him, I'm going to watch some highlights and get really excited. Yes. And convince myself that he'll be great. Like he was really good in the Rose Bowl. I believe it was yeah. the Rose Bowl. I'm going to um, find some games and some highlight reels and be like, yep, this guy's got it. Yeah. Convince myself of that. I mean, he can run like he's got, he, he can run and he can throw and he's, he's not cam because nobody is, but I mean, he's not that bad and, you know, let him sit for a year under while Bridgewater wins enough games where we can still pick in the, like the teens and build some pieces around it. And I mean, we might actually have something in two years or three years, but you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely think- hope that's what it is because I'm with you, John, if they, in 2020, if they watched those five games that he started for the saints last year without Drew Brees, and they think that he can do that over 16 games a year for three years and win 10 to 13 games for us with our roster, then they're more delusional than I thought. Yeah. And it's nothing against Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's a fine quarterback. He's not that bad. He's just not that great. Like he's He's not a franchise quarterback. He's the perfect quarterback for my theory. He's a perfect stopgap quarterback or like we've got, you know, but we need a quarterback that can help us right now. So we don't have time for a rookie to develop. Like he's perfect for that, like fill in the blank quarterback. Not like yeah, like or, the Bears should have signed him. Not, yeah, he's perfect for a team like that. He's not. I don't think he's a quarterback that teams are like. That's the that's the answer to our our roster that has multiple holes. I mean, I will say, what having watched Teddy Bridgewater throw a bit over the last year, he's definitely a lot less limited than uh, Kyle Allen. Oh yeah, for sure. So, and I mean, I think much. a lot of it has to do with the fact that he almost lost his leg a couple of years ago. Like, it's yeah. not like it's his fault or anything. Um, 
but I watched I mean, him at Louisville. I thought he was going to be a good, a oh, very he was good electric NFL quarterback. At Louisville. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was great. And it's just, I, I, I genuinely hope this is just a, we're drafting the quarterback of the future and he is just holding on to the keys until the other guy's ready. Right. Right. Well, at least that's a hope to plan. Because if we go to the draft and we come out with no quarterbacks, I'm going to have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, I'll be exactly. right back where I was earlier earlier yesterday. Like, what's going on? Why are we doing this? For now, I'll hold out hope that we have a plan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, we, we also we signed Trey Boston, so we clearly have a plan. Um, yeah. That's the other thing where I don't think we're going all in on the tank because there's no reason to sign resign Trey Boston and – not These for other three guys, years, if, $18 million. Yeah. Like, there's no point to do that if we're going into a tank. I think we we're should, trying to win some games. I think we should just segue into the other free agents right now because it seems like the quarterback situation for Carolina is way too up in the air right now. And obviously it's only been less than 24 hours since the whole Cam Newton debacle happened. So <sighs> why don't we talk about what Carolina's done other than that? Um, obviously, Trey Boston signed to a three-year deal. Uh, he will be starting alongside Eric Reed, and he's a familiar face, a veteran for the for the locker room. Obviously, not a signing you make if you're totally planning on tanking. I think you just kind of let the free safety position be some random guy who used to play corner, like the Panthers signed yesterday. Um, but instead, they did bring back Trey Boston who is my guy, the best player on the Panthers' defensive 2019 <laughs> roster. Don't at me. Um, they brought him back as a veteran presence to help with the secondary, which... Now, see, that part I don't mind. I think that makes logical sense. I don't like the deal because I don't think three years, $18 million is good value for Trey Boston, but bringing him back to be the veteran guy, that makes sense. Like I like it and I don't like it. Like it's, it's like everything this team does. <laughs> Let me pull out my Trey Boston fact sheet real quick. Hold on. <laughs> no. <laughs> we also signed Justin Burris, and Justin spells his name wrong, and I don't like it. Justin um, Burris. Justin Burris. I genuinely hope and he Stephen pronounces Justin because um, if it's Justin, he spells it wrong. Um, Trey Boston was ranked 13th among safeties by <laughs> PFF Thank in you, 2019. Um, we also signed Stephen Weatherly. Um, two years, $12.5 million for Weatherly. Two years, $8 million for Burris. Both of those deals are good to me in a vacuum because they're young guys that are athletic that can be coached up. And that's what Matt Rule said he wanted. The other thing about Weatherly, real quick, too, uh, the Vikings apparently kind of prioritized trying to re-sign him. I saw a lot of uh, guys at the at the Vikings SB Nation site who were really pissed that he got away from them. Yeah. I think he, Rule is trying to do what he did at Baylor. He's trying to get guys that are under the radar and see what they can do. He and strikes I don't mind that. Of, he strikes me kind of as like a Mario Addison prior to Mario Addison blowing up and being like an actually good pass rusher in the league. Like one of those players, they have the potential to like really be good, but you need to coach them up. Yeah. That's and kind if, of what, that's kind of vibe. I'm Mario getting. Addison for two years, 12 and a half million dollars. Then that turns into an a plus deal. Yeah. 
He didn't really have an opportunity to be like a starter for the Vikings because they obviously have like Everson Griffin and uh, Daniel Hunter. So they have strong defensive ends in Minnesota. Like their defensive line is stacked. So to bring on a reserve, this could be a Haruki Nakamura deal where we're like, oh, this is next to Eric Reed and he sucks. But maybe it's just another guy who has some potential who can really shine with more opportunities. A little fun fact. Uh, there, what do Stephen, we- Stephen Weatherly, and Justin Burris have in common? They were they all North Carolina North natives. Carolina. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was not what I was. What they both were top performers in the bench press at the combine. For that, oh, that, that makes sense then. Matt Rule seems like a guy who's all about he, the bench. He practice. likes getting guys who stand out athletically at the combine. He said yep. that. And like that's what he did at Baylor. He got guys who stood out athletically. And even though like if in high school he might have been a a wide receiver, but he's like, no, you're actually going to be a safety. You know, mm-hmm. he, he likes to do things like that. So um, they actually are both local products. Um, Weatherly went to Vanderbilt and Burris went to North Carolina state. If I remember correctly. Yeah. So, you know, Mark, they're within Marty's zone of where he's allowed to go. Since he, he only will scout prospects from within driving distance. Apparently. Yes. So um, I don't dislike these two contracts. I liked, I like the Weatherly one more because I mean, pass rush is a much bigger need. Um, I thought Burris was going to be the Trey Boston replacement before we signed Trey Boston. So clearly Burris is the Colin Jones replacement. So he will probably play special teams mostly. Um, Or they could move, they could move Eric Reed to linebacker and put Burris and Boston at at safety. Like, you know, they could, they could do that. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do anymore. Um, I wouldn't but surprise I, me though to 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 try to get faster and make Reed yeah, more of a I mean, linebacker type. Win. Yes. Yeah, it seems like all options are on the table right now as far as the draft goes because they have and hell, they everywhere. Might cut Eric Reed. They might cut or trade Eric Reed. I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going to happen anymore. I don't think anybody has any idea what they're doing. The Panthers might not even know what they're doing. They yeah. I mean, hell, they might. They might sign freaking um, like get Ed Reed out of retirement or so. I don't know. Like, there's anything could happen. Matt rules on that seven year leash. Frustrating. Yeah, Matt rules on that seven year leash, so he's got a lot of he's got a lot of leeway to work with. Yeah, um, we have lost um, some key players. Mario Addison is going to Buffalo, which is a good fit for him. That really Jenny, flew under the radar because I didn't even really hear did. that. I yeah. like I only saw that when you guys like mentioned it in passing in the Slack chat, and I had to like look it up to find like the contract and stuff. I, what is the contract? I don't even know that. I don't even remember. It was so unmemorable. I'll find it, it real quick. We're all gonna look at it at the same time, and nobody's gonna talk. Uh-huh. Three-year contract yeah. with the Bills. Three. Okay, thirty million over three years with fifteen guaranteed. And Dave Gettleman also stole James Bradbury back. So I mean, he didn't steal him. We weren't going to give him fifteen million dollars. Also, 
you know, all the free agents we lost kind of flew under the radar because like I, I didn't hear anything about James Bradbury getting signed, about Vernon Butler getting signed, Mario Addison getting signed. All I heard about was Cam Newton and Tom Brady. And yeah, well, Vernon Butler uh, signing thing. I mean, it happened. If you're listening to this podcast, it happened yesterday. But as we're recording it, it literally happened like an hour before we started recording. Yeah. Um, two years, 16 million could be 18 with incentives, 9.3 guaranteed. I mean, that's not a bad deal for Vernon Butler, but the Panthers would have been idiotic to give that to him. Now he only had well, one good with the year. Bills too. Um, it's wild to me that the Bills thought Vernon Butler was worth about as much on a per year basis as Mario Addison. But see, here's the question. Would you rather have signed Vernon Butler to that deal or Trey Boston to the deal he got? For the Panthers? For the Panthers. Because probably, it's the same amount of money. I Probably Boston, just because I have more faith in Boston to at least like be on the field and play at a passable level. I know Butler had some flashes this year, but it took him... Really players I mean, that know, take four years to show Lions glimmers of hope. I, I mean, Trey Boston has been one of the best, one of the best turnover. <laughs> yeah, producers. I, I know Brian. Yeah, in the last three years. <laughs> so, I mean, it's hard for me to say that he was worse than Vernon Butler. Yeah, I mean, and now we also declined the option on Dontari Poe, so we have no defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I don't. We're gonna KK have to Short will be back. He'll just have to do it all by himself. KK yeah. Short will be back, and I. That's that's it. That's about it. Yeah, <laughs> he's legitimately the only one left on the roster right now. Poe's gone. Love's gone. Poe's gone. Love's gone. Stacy McGee. Most people don't even know who Stacy McGee is. He's gone. Woodrow Hamilton, I think, is Hamilton be here. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, it's not. But yeah, we're going to have to. That's literally it. Like, I'm looking at spot track, right? Only two players on the roster listed as defensive tackles. Yeah. We're going to have to draft some guys. Woodrow Hamilton. What we'll probably do, and it it wouldn't be a bad deal, is we're going to have to find a a defensive tackle version of of Stefan Weatherly. Like a yeah. guy that it might be Steven, by the way. I'm just saying that it might be Steven. Yeah, let's call him Stefan just to be different. Um, <laughs> just to just to read his name as it's spelled, yeah. Um, but you know, we're, we're gonna have to Stewie. find the defensive tackle version of him, yeah. I don't know who that is. I haven't been up, I'm not up to date on my um, I have no idea either. I have been so my brain is scrambled from all the shit that happened yesterday. I mean, we lost Cam, we signed Bridgewater. Tom Brady went to the freaking Buccaneers. We haven't even talked about that yet. <laughs> That's um, so weird. That is so freaking weird. And I talked to um friend of the program, Gina Thomas, on Twitter about this earlier yesterday when news broke. We both said we legitimately hope that Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay because the initials are TB. TB <laughs> squared, bro. Like, I, I hope that was his only reason. Got a brand. It's proper. They're branding. giving him $30 million, too. So, yep. Better that deal than Teddy B. Wait, Teddy we played Tom Brady twice this year. That just hit me. Yep. yep. Without Cam. Yeah. 
but Cam until, Brady's like, going to finally he he finally had his chance to beat Cam, and then we we played the 4D chess move and got rid of Cam, so he can't beat Cam. Yeah, we got Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady twice a year. Ooh, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good stuff. I can't believe we're gonna it's, play Tom Brady twice funny. in a Buccaneers uniform. That's so it's weird. funny too because we we finally had an argument, even with Bridgewater, that we didn't have the worst quarterback in the division, and then the Bucks went and got Tom Brady. So now <laughs> we do again have the worst quarterback in the division. It's yeah, that's gonna be a big old yikes. I just want to, I just want to see this. Like, I can't wait to see this game. I'm actually kind of scared of the Bucks now because they've got some freaking weapons, especially for a guy like Tom Brady. Yeah. I mean, they've got Godwin, they've got Evans, they've got OJ um, Howard. Howard. Uh, do they still I mean, like him? I thought they didn't like him. Oh, I'm sure they'll mm-hmm. like Tom Brady. will get him right back on track. Yeah. Give him some of that Tom Brady water or whatever it is. <laughs> Kale juice. The TB. Uh, the TB12. TB- vitamin drink or whatever it is <laughs> but and and they're, they're coached by bruce arian so they're coached by a not idiot and it's just you know we could always depend on Jameis being Jameis. yeah and that kind of evened the field even if we were demonstrably worse Jameis balanced everything out and now that that's not the case anymore i don't think we're going to get a seven turn yeah, we're not going to get a seven interception game again. Depends on which team Jameis plays for. I do want to kind of say thank you to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers for kind of overshadowing the Panthers being uh, yes. mishandling the Cam Newton situation as poorly as possible. Like that dominated the headlines for a few hours. And then it's like, wait a minute, Tom Brady, what's going on over here? And just to kind of distract from the dump shaded. Yes. yes, thank you, Tom. I will not be mad when you beat us twice. <laughs> and oh, God, if Tom, Tom Brady stays in Tampa for two years, the Bucks will play the Patriots in 2021. Which will be a fantastic game. In yes. New so, England. It'll be really fantastic when Cam Newton beats the shit out of them. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> he still hasn't beaten Cam Newton as Cam Newton, the Patriots quarterback, beats Tom Brady as he plays for the Buccaneers. Gonna happen. In the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Crazy, crazy times we're living in. Yeah, these are these are nuts times. Um, do we have anything else we want to get into before we? Uh... No, I just I wanted to end it with I a question. We... Go ahead. I think we talked about everything. It's very easy to miss something, but I think we we talked. About I think it we all. did cover it. I'm reading oh. over my notes. We're gonna get more football. What? The new the NFL ratified the new oh, CBA. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, the CBA. Um, just real the quick. Real quick season, the twenty twenty season will be sixteen games, but after after that, the NFL. But they do do. They are, they are going to do the extra playoff team in twenty twenty, though, aren't they? I think so. I'm not. That's sure. what they talk. I don't. I haven't heard since they ratified it, but I know that was like what was on the table was that like immediately they'll add a new playoff team, but they won't. Obviously, they can't change the schedule now. Yeah, the, the schedule um, so won't change until 2021, and I believe the 17th game is optional. But they'll like, add it. By the, it yeah, the owners are not going to say, never mind, we don't want it. Yeah, it. 
And I'm fine with it if they take away a preseason game. Yeah, so it's the same. So it's the uh, same amount of games. So I don't have to do extra work. Like, I'm <laughs> fine with it. I don't like it from a perspective of it's an odd number of games in a schedule. Um, half the league will get one more home game than the other half. To me, that's unfair. Unless they want to do where everybody plays in London once or some of the games could be in Mexico City or Toronto, you know, spread it out. Mm. Uh, like every, every there's every, every team, team plays, plays one a neutral site. site. Yeah, every team plays a neutral site game. I would be fine with that. Um, I saw something that was like one year the AFC will play nine home games and eight road games, and the NFC will alternate back and forth. So basically, yeah. like basically the extra game would be an interconference game. Yeah, like, and see, I and then I, you would alternate home and road, home and road, whatever conference has a home and road games for that. Yeah, matchup. that's that's so the solution. conference playoffs are even. Yeah, that's a solution. Um, but if they're going to expand the schedule, just go to eighteen games and drop two preseason games. Yeah, I think. Well, I think this is probably a step in that direction. I, I think they should just do that. But uh, it, as long as they're taking a preseason game out to add the 17th game i don't hate it i don't love it but are they adding another bye week are they i don't i don't know if they're doing that or not not. they're not doing that they're not but they They should should, there should be an extra bye week um and the players get more of the pie uh it works out really well for players who don't make as much money as some of the superstars it works out great for them it works out really shitty for retired players, um, and there's one. They don't get suspended. There's no weed suspensions. There's anymore. no weed suspension anymore, which is good. The suspension does that mean they'll just keep like, uh, like finding them, but they just get to keep playing. So players basically just get to pay to smoke weed. Probably, yeah. Which that a lot probably will. But which yeah. a lot of them will probably just go ahead and pre-write a check to the league. Um, yeah. Like work that into the contract negotiations. Like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna I need mean, my I'm, marijuana yeah, fee. I'm gonna need a million dollars a year of this to go straight to the marijuana fund. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have thoughts on that. We'll have to get into it another time because it's a long thing. Mm-hmm. But um, the 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 active game day roster is gonna change. They're gonna get two extra players. Um, the roster will increase from 53 to 55, and then the game day will increase from 46 to 48. I think that's a good change. Uh, there's one other thing. What? Just like, it just means more players, like a bigger, shut up. It means more of a, um, more players will be in the NFL, basically. Yes. Like, yeah, more jobs. They created jobs. Um, it does guarantee that there will be no lockout, no strike for 10 years because it runs through 2030. I think that's a good thing. Um, Because I don't like trying to cover the NFL when there is no NFL. <laughs> yes. I did that in Trust 2010, me. and I hated it. Uh, Trust me, <laughs> I am four days into it in basketball, and I have no idea what to do. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. But yeah, so, there you so, so in general, new CBA, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. I, I mean, I am I, excited. It was a very close vote too. It was like, I think yeah, I saw that too. It was like somebody, somebody to tweeted that if thirty-nine players had changed their mind and voted differently, it wouldn't have passed. Yeah, I saw like I think it was like fifty-one point five to forty-eight point five percent. 
Yeah. Yikes. Real close. Um, which is, I mean, that's all that's required, but that means there are a lot of unhappy players with this deal. Which I think yeah. they'll, they'll be okay with it. But um, I am excited just as a, a fan of football and NFL Red Zone more specifically in fantasy football. That That's just like one more week of uh, planting myself on the couch and watching Red Zone and checking my fantasy cast all day. Yeah. And I'm sure my um, girlfriend is very happy about that too. Yeah. I like the expanded playoffs too. Um, yeah, just more teams have more to root for for longer. More teams have a shot, and it doesn't cheapen the league. Uh, it's not no. like basketball where half the league gets in. It's not the same thing because there's always at least one team in each conference that should have got in and didn't. Like Yeah, and football's – there's so much – every year, there's always at least one team in both sides that should have gotten in and didn't get in. And it makes the bye week, to me, it makes it mean more because only the number one seed gets it now. Yeah. So it, 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 it makes it more like teams are going to play harder for it. Like you're not going to yeah. see um, – like this year, like the 49ers, they had it locked in, what, in like week 13 or something yeah. like that. That won't happen anymore. So it'll make it more exciting towards the end of the year. And then at least if we're getting an extra game, it's a wild card game. And those are always fun. And didn't someone like go back to the last like 10 years or something? And it, it, there was like every team, if like they had the 14 team playoffs going back 10 years, it was like pretty much every team that would have been added to the field was like 10 and six or a couple nine and sevens. I don't think there are any, maybe one, like eight and eight team would have made it. Like yeah, eight, it, eight teams yeah. don't, win wild card spots eight and eight teams win bad divisions yes so like the teams that barely miss out on wild card spots are usually have winning records it's right. usually the second or third place team in a division that lost a tiebreaker yeah nine like, times out of like, ten like who would have been this year like the rams i think who were 10 and 6 or 9 and 7 or something that would have been the 14th team or rams the and cowboys would have been the ones in the nfc yeah so and think- the cowboys because they were terrible Hang on a minute. I'm pulling it up. I'm going to beat you to it. Uh, playoff. It would have been the Steelers in the AFC. That's not a good case. Um, and it would have been the Rams in the uh, NFC, who were 9-7. and seven. You know, defending NFC champions. And the Steelers, who had Mason Rudolph, but they had a really good defense. Their defense deserved to be in the playoffs. Um, yeah. The year before would have been the nine six and one Steelers and the eight seven and one Vikings. Like these teams have winning records, and I think if you have a winning record, you have a case to be like, hey, we can we can play in the playoffs, you know? Yeah, the year before that, it would have been the Titans Ravens. or the Ravens, whoever the tiebreaker went to, and the Cowboys, Lions. Or Seahawks. Either way, I'm 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 happy with and it. And they were all nine and seven. Like it's yeah. winning teams. It's not, you know, seven, eight and one teams or six and ten teams or. Like, I like. Yeah. It. I have seen pushback. People like six, like five and eleven teams are going to make the playoffs now because the seven seed was going to make it. Like they're still better than over half the teams in their conference. Yeah. And it's also not like the NBA where. 
like the the last place team in one conference is better than the second place team in the other conference. Like we don't have that problem in the NFL. Yeah. So so short that like you know NFL record as reflective on our sports like baseball or basketball where they play more games. So like a team can go nine and seven but be much better than that just because like like the Titans were much better than them just because they got a better quarterback and they got healthy. Yeah, they started out slow. Like if they yeah. would have started the year with Tannehill and been healthy, they would have probably won twelve games. That doesn't happen in sports where the season's longer and there's more games for the the noise to even out. Like there is yeah. like in football there's a lot of noise in the in the win loss totals. That's why teams from year to year. Yeah, good okay. stuff. Panthers, not good stuff. Last yeah. question. Panthers related last yes. question. Where do you think Cam Newton ends up? New England. Do you think Brad. he gets traded or do you think he gets cut? I think New England, New England trades for him and it's a very, very minor. Pretty. Yeah, like a day, day two, day three, like third or fourth round pick. Yeah, just just to get the opportunity to lock him into an extension. That's really all. I, I think it's going to be like a fifth round pick at best. Yeah. Okay. Brad, I agree. Point? I think that he will be traded. But I think the Bears are going to get desperate. And I think the Bears are going to send yes. a third rounder. I, I'm glad that we all picked a different team. Yeah. Who did you pick, John? Chargers. Chargers, okay. They got it. They got kind of I do think um I do think we all picked a different team. I do think one of us is right. Yeah, I don't know who else is out there for him unless it would be a very jarring trade for any other team, really. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know who else. The Texans, because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, the Texans will trade for God, If the Texans would have offered <laughs> Deshaun Watson straight up after we signed Teddy Bridgewater, I will legitimately stop being a Panthers fan. Um, <laughs> fucking B.O.B. Bill O'Brien. I can't believe he... I uh, no, We got to get off. I can't believe he traded me <laughs> for a fucking running for back. Running back. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, whenever you the, think it's bad, it can always be worse. It could always be worse. It. At least we're not Texans fans. From all yes. of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcasts, even though this week has been absolute shit to be a Panthers fan, at least we're not Texans fans. So exactly. More the departure of Colin Jones, more the departure of Cam Newton. I hope you can celebrate the re-signing of Trey Boston because he was the best Panthers defender in 2019. Don't at Jesus. me. From all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, this is Brian joined by Brad and John, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Stay safe. Stay away from that coronavirus quarantine. Don't fuck with shit. Just stay safe. Have a good night. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. See you. Work from home if you can. Later. <laughs>